Jazzcast Pros. When you first start a new adventure, you have inspiration, excitement, motivation, potential, big dreams. And many times when entrepreneurs start, these overshadow the doubt and the fear. But then you get into the messy middle. This is where the hard shows up. And the hard creates a big shadow. I tend to avoid the hard things. And thus, I'm avoiding all these amazing things that come along with it. Moving yards of mulch and compost is hard work. There are things that that are hard work. But for myself, I was using the term hard as an umbrella for things that weren't actually hard. And that was distorting how I thought of them and my narrative around the work. Is me putting it off because it's tedious and not exciting more important than the outcome that I want? So when hard does show up along the path, think about what else you may be avoiding by finding another path, by rejecting the hard things. What else are you saying no to? Hello and welcome back to the High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, move mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your someday desires. This is your host, Marshawn Hargrave, and I am excited to get into my thoughts and feelings around this episode, my relationship with hard. That may seem a little woo-woo, but I've really enjoyed these conversations around having relationships with the ideas that have felt intangible. Many years ago, I wrote a letter to money. It was so impactful. In the first episode, Robbie and I talked about having a relationship with creativity. When talking to Casey, we talked about having a relationship with no. And those things blew my mind, even though I've, you know, I wrote that letter to money many years ago and it really helped me explore the conversations I was having internally with these things, again, that felt intangible. And a coach, called me on it a couple years ago, you know, she'd be like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And we would create a goal. I'd be like, well, that's hard. And the word hard came up a lot, but I never really dove into why it comes up or how often it comes up or what is actually behind when I say something is hard. And as I was journaling on it, I realized that hard is actually a secondary emotion that comes up or a broad term that I use that's not actually confronting what the task actually is. So I had this realization that there are a lot of things that come along the ride when I say hard that I'm denying from showing up. You know, back in a couple episodes ago, we were talking about this journey of entrepreneurship and what's along for the ride. And confidence and courage, they are driver and passenger seat. Fear is in the backseat, not touching the radio, not touching the GPS. And so, you know, hard is another thing that's along for the journey, along for the ride. And there are other things that come along with it. So let's dive into the first thought first. Hard being a secondary emotion. I've heard this about anger being a secondary emotion to fear, frustration, anxiety. So what has actually come up coming up when my narrative says something is hard? What is that layered with? Discomfort. Disruption of what I'm currently working on. Not exciting. Don't feel connected to the results. The impact of this action feels far away, not enjoyable. So those are all actual things that I actually mean when I say something is hard. So when I think about it in terms of gardening, most of the work actually isn't hard. It's tedious. When I think about weeding, I think about it being such a hard part of gardening. Weeding itself, the actual act of weeding, is not hard. It's time-consuming. 
you know, and time feels like a very valuable resource that I don't enjoy spending on something like weeding, especially when it feels like I can spend two hours weeding, make a huge dent, but in three days, I will have to do it again. It's not an exciting part of gardening. Same thing with watering. It isn't hard. It's time consuming. I feel like I could be doing so many other things with my time, but it's a crucial piece of a successful garden. Then I push things off. I then play the conversation in my head of it isn't actually hard. I just chose other things over it, like watching TV or reading or whatever. And if I just taken the time, my garden would be better. And that goes into the narrative of I'm a lazy gardener. I'm not a good gardener. And the shame cycle starts. When I put the actual terms to the things that come up as hard, it puts me in a different headspace to know if I want to do them or not. I used to make a lot of cold calls for a sales position I was in previously, and cold calling is not hard. It is monotonous. It takes thick skin. It it isn't hard to dial a phone number, and most of the time I would leave a voicemail for someone. Again, it's not hard, but it takes mental fortitude to spend hours calling people with little assurance of what the results are going to be, knowing there's a chance you may not talk to anybody. It wasn't the most exciting part of what I was doing. It was not hard. It just sucked. Cold calling sucks. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. But it was also a way that I knew would produce results. Weeding is tedious, but can I listen to an audiobook and do it for an hour? Yes especially because I know it is important. I know it produces results. I know that weeds suck nutrients from the plants that I want to grow. I know that it creates environments that create bacteria and mold and mildew, which kill plants. So it is important. Is me putting it off because it's tedious and not exciting more important than the outcome that I want? Only you can answer that question in that moment with the resources that you currently have. Do I have to pick weeding over putting food you know, on the table for dinner, or am I am I putting it off because I just want to sit and scroll TikTok? It's the same act, but those are two very different questions. And not to say that scrolling on TikTok is a bad thing. You know, everyone needs rest and relaxation and decompress time. But calling it out for what it is versus using the blanket term of hard allows you to have a different internal conversation with yourself. Are there things that are hard? Yes. Running a marathon is hard work. I tore my ACL and that rehab was hard. Moving yards of mulch and compost is hard work. There are things that that are hard work. But for myself, I was using the term hard as an umbrella for things that weren't actually hard. And that was distorting how I thought of them and my narrative around the work. Hey, if you like this episode, check out Getting Real with Bossy, where we chat about what it's like to be a woman business owner. We cover all the topics, figuring out the rules and regulations, navigating business partnerships, even if that's your spouse, motherhood while running a business, working within your values, and all the ups and downs of being the boss. Are you ready to get real? Pop over to our podcast, Getting Real with Bossy. 
The second part that came to me as I was journaling were the things that come along with hard that I miss out by avoiding the hard things. When you do something that is hard, you fail. There's disappointment, but there are lessons. There is a pride in trying. When you do something hard and succeed, that pride is front and center along with the lessons. When you do things that are tedious and you complete them, you persevered. Along for the ride are hard, our perseverance, joy, new paths, creativity, inspiration, being a role model for others. These are all things that tag along with hard. I often talk about entrepreneurship, about how when you pick up one end of the stick, you pick up the other. You get time and freedom and options. And you make all the decisions. There's no one else to blame or to tell you what to do. It's on you. When you pick up the stick that is hard, you know, the things that are hard, these are all the things that you pick up as well. I tend to avoid the hard things, and thus I'm avoiding all these amazing things that come along with it. When you first start a new adventure, you have inspiration, excitement, motivation, potential, big dreams. And many times when entrepreneurs start, these overshadow the doubt and the fear. But then you get into the messy middle. This is where the hard shows up. And the hard creates a big shadow. So when hard does show up along the path, think about what else you may be avoiding by finding another path, by rejecting the hard things. What else are you saying no to? When hard shows up, think of it as a building block, not a roadblock. What would future me feel prideful for that I did, even though there was resistance, there was friction? How can I choose the future me that I want to be? This question shouldn't be filled with shoulds. And this question is not filled with shoulds. Should is a shame word. It isn't doing something for the external validation, how your house should look, how weed-free your garden should be, what your life should look like. That supports what others think of you. This journey is not about what others think of you. This is what future you wants. This is your higher self, what they need. This is your opportunity to turn within, not the external validation. So after doing a lot of journaling on this, I really want to change my relationship with no. I want to be curious when it shows up versus scared or frightened or like I'm going to fail or that this isn't my right path. You know, when hard things show up, oh, well, guess this wasn't for me. I want to be curious. Why do I think it's hard? What are the layers behind what I mean when I say hard? What are the things that could potentially show up? There is an excitement around curiosity of new ideas, new thoughts, new ways to think about it. And, and curiosity just feels so much better than the emotions that come along with hard. Curiosity has led me down some really cool paths, and I want to stay with that. High vibe journeys are not afraid of hard. They embrace it. Along the same lines of, you know, when you're thinking about that road trip that you're on and failure is along for the ride and fear is along for the ride, hard is there too. But there's so many good things that come along with it. It's really, you know, that interview with Casey and and her talking about her relationship with no and seeing it as not this black and white thing or this like, I can't do something because of what the past me always did and and how that can evolve and that can be you can set new boundaries with these intangible things you can set new boundaries with no you can set new boundaries with hard you can have different conversations with them 
And I think that is just so important and so freeing. What did past self say when hard things came up? Your current self doesn't have to say those same things. Your past self may have avoided the word no. Your current self doesn't have to do that. This is your opportunity to change it. And so I would implore you to sit and journal with your relationship with hard, your relationship with no, your relationship with money, your relationship with creativity, and look at them as fluid and look at them as there to be supportive, not to hold you down, not to uh, make you feel overwhelmed or like a failure or less than. They are fluid and they are here, as I said, as building blocks, not roadblocks. They are here to support you and make this journey that much better. So I am really enjoying these conversations about our relationship with things that are a little bit abstract, but they are so powerful, so important. And so I hope this was helpful. And let me know what other things that pop in your head when you think about relationships with intangible or abstract ideas send me a message on instagram that's where i show up most let me know what you thought of this episode and i can't wait to join you on the next episode of high vibe table talks it's high time you activated your high vibes It's your girl, Rosa Marie. And if you are enjoying this episode, check out Child Care Made Simple, the podcast to help you, the daycare owner, human resource professional, and policymaker navigate ever-changing landscape of child care by providing you simple, safe, and effective solutions. I am the owner of Marvelous Minds Academy in Rochester, New York. My mission is to leave the world better than I found it. By ensuring childcare is not a barrier to progress for parents and helping young learners think limitless. Subscribe to the Child Care Made Simple podcast on the JazzCast Pros Network, available right here on the podcast player you're listening to right now.